Are you ready to be motivated? motivated? Are you ready to receive some advice on how to live life at the next level? Next level. Well, you are in the right place. For the next few moments, Dr. Sims, America's number one personal development expert, will give tips on how to live a motivated life. He will be interviewing successful people who have tipped the scale of life in their favor. Get your notebooks, get your pens, open your ears, and listen to America's number one personal development expert, Dr. Walter Sims. That June is Men's Health Month. It is June the 3rd already. And my birthday, my 55th birthday is creeping up on us. It'll be here Sunday, as a matter of fact. Uh, June is just a beautiful month to me. June is Men's Health Month. Uh, it's Father's Day, my birthday. June is just a great month. And we got a great guest lined up today. We talked to an entrepreneur. Uh, he's a father, husband. And he's a coach. We talked to a pastor yesterday. And today we're talking to a coach, a full-fledged coach. This brother is awesome. They call him the Fool Nelson, y'all. And uh, y'all get those notebooks out. Get those pens ready. We're gonna we going in today, all right? Y'all hold tight. Here we go. Uh, I told you the Lakers can't win this 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 series. Forget about the championship; they can't win this series without uh, street clothes. <laughs> I'm not even. You want to explain that? I call him Anthony Street Clothes Davis because he's always in street clothes. You ain't got to explain it, Chuck. Thank you. Hey, no, I just <laughs> said what I, I said. Was, dude, I was just trying to distance myself as far as... Oh, my goodness. What are my Lakers going to do? Bron Bron, Anthony Davis, they are in trouble. We shall see. I know, right, Coach? We shall see. We shall see. We micing up Coach uh, Nelson Brown, y'all. And uh, I don't know about him. I'm a Lakers fan. Well, I'm a Bron. I'm a LeBron James fan. Me too. Uh, me too. Yeah. I'm a LeBron James fan. Uh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Mama. Hey, Jeremiah. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Ms. Vanessa. Hope everybody's doing all right today. Uh, we're here again with just another great show lined up. This is Men's Health Month, and uh, we are spending time talking to extraordinary men. And so without any further ado, I'm going to bring him. I'm micing him up. He's all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. That was a good ride this morning, bringing him into the studio. I love technology, y'all. This is so awesome. So this is my good friend, Coach, the fool, Nelson Brown. Good morning, Coach. How you doing? How you doing, brother? Dr. Sims, how's it going, man? Listen, man, I, the only way I could be better if I was a Brown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, how you doing? How, how's the weather over there in Atlanta, Georgia? Well, you know, today it's a, it's a little cloudy, but it's, you know, I, actually I haven't been outside yet. I've been okay. in, you know, but um, I'm looking outside, the guy out there cutting the grass right. in, the, in the community and everything, but... Other than that, you know, it's cool. You know, it's cool. It's hey, this is Georgia, man. So the weather's going to be cool. You know, no matter what. That that's Even exactly right. That's exactly right, man. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. Listen, tell everybody, give everybody kind of like your two-minute spiel. Who is Coach Nelson Brown? Well, um, first of all, I I, I come from uh, I'm, I'm in this place right now where I'm refired up. Oh, you know, for life. Boom. You know, <laughs> um, 
I come from a place, man, where, you know, really as a child, you know, I, really, I was a lost child. I was a lost teenager, you know, went through some traumatic experiences as a as a young teenager and really was lost for a wow. lot of years. Wow. You know, uh, matter of fact, I dropped out of high school. Really? Uh, because I was so, like, lost. And sometimes people, you know, you, you put these stigmas on, on others when you don't really know their real life. I was traumatized at a very young age. Wow. Um, but I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know. I just thought I was just going through it. Right. And then I, when, I, when I turned 18, I had a, I had a, a relative come to me because I was lost, man. I was, wow. I was doing drugs. I was smoking wow. weed. I was drinking, drunk, doing all of that stuff. And man. I was a smart kid. Right. But I was lost. So, my Lord. Um, I, I got my GED and I went to the Air Force served in the military and then when i got out i was still you know trying to figure things out right but fast forward i went to california and man i you know you know i give god all the glory because i'm telling you even though i was lost he still had me what i didn't know he had me boy boy, boy you better <laughs> free you bet he yeah. still had you dog he still had me you know because he allowed me to still live even through you know they say he won't put more on or more on you than what you can handle but we don't think we can handle it. We think it's the worst day of our life. That's it. But each day I woke up, you know? So fast forward, man, I was working, doing some things. Uh, um, my education was always important to me. Right. So even though I was lost, even though I dropped out of high school, when I turned 50, brother, I went back to school. I got my bachelor's and my wow. master's within five years. How about and, that? Uh, and created this, this, uh, this who I am now. I mean, I'm a... I've written a, a couple of books. I've written, you know, uh, I've written a book about it's called There's Gold on Top of That Mountain. I've written a children's book that empowers awesome. children. Uh, I, I became this um, a CPR instructor as well and constructed my own business because now I'm about impacting wow. other people's lives. Man, you know, this, so. this is phenomenal, my brother. Unpack this for us. When you said that you're refired up about life, and when you said up. when you talked about education, the chat room just exploded. They love to hear education; it never ends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unpack, yeah. unpack for us, unpack for us. When you said you're refired up about life, what does that mean, Coach? Man, I'm telling you, because you know most, and I don't know most people. I only know my experience and people in my circle. Right. My uncles, fathers, you know, relatives, neighbors. People come. Most people get to a place in life when they're in their, their late 50s, early right. 60s, when they're really starting to pack it in. Yeah. They're looking forward to retirement. They want to travel. You know, they want to do the things they weren't able to do. Right. Me personally, what? I'm at, I'm at a place now. I was like, you know what? I'm refired up, meaning I'm starting it. I'm, I'm ah. doing it again. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm living my purpose now. Yeah, you know, you know, living, a, working a job is one thing, but living on purpose is something totally different. Come on now, you come know, on, coach. Most, I'm telling you, man, most people live to be entertained. I live to inspire and then educate and impact people. That's, That's good. what I live for now. That's so, good. You know, I got to the point where it's like, you know what? I got to get my energy up. You know, I got to get my mind right, and I got to stop all this foolishness. That is you so know, good. Too many times, man, people get caught up in the foolishness of life instead of doing what we need to do as far as loving and impacting others because we all have a purpose. We just don't know it. We're that's just not right. paying attention. That's, that's good. God is always talking to us. Most people just not paying attention, you know. And when you pay attention, that's when he kind of shows to you and reveals to you what, you what he really has for you. And it's really that's, good. that's what makes God so great. 
That is He's good. giving us what we really, really, truly want. He's like, I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. Long as you impacting, long as you impacting people in a positive way. That I don't is mean good. the desires of your heart in a negative way. That's good. I mean the thing that you're doing is helping other people so that they can help other people because that's what it's all about. So that's I'm good. being fired up for that, brother. <laughs> that is good, and, Coach. And I just give him the glory, man. I give him the glory. And I don't even care about, you know, like I say, if I'm talking to a brother on the street and I say something to him, it's not my job to know how it impacted that brother. That's my good. job was to share. That's good. And once I do my job, then whatever happens is what happens. That's good. I got my job is to, is to impact, to, to, to share my words, to share my energy with other people. And whatever they receive, that's on them. That's a good word. So you you sowing the seeds. You just putting the seeds out there. You sowing. That's what you, it's about. Come yeah. on. That is Just good, put Coach. That seed out there. That's good, Coach. That's good. Well, how how did you get from California? And thank you for your service. How yes. did you how did you get from from California to Atlanta? Talk about that journey a little bit. Well, you know, uh, I'm trying to stay. Yeah, stay there. You, there you go. Come on over a little bit <laughs> more. A little, right there. Right there. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> how did you get from from California to Atlanta? So. um I moved to California in 97. Okay. You know, and I was kind of working there and, you know, I doing my thing, working. Uh, and again, I was writing because I'm also a spoken word artist as well. You know, I write poetry. So again, that's another way that God talks to me. That's good. He puts these poetry, these poetic words in me. No different than he did back 2,000 years ago. You know, Amen. He, he does the same thing then as he does now. Amen. He just, we just got to be paying attention. So uh, fast forward, I went through a divorce. Okay. Um, and, um, but I had a daughter who was in high school, and um, uh, in 2020, in in February of 2020, January of 2020, I had decided I was going to leave California. I wanted to own a home again. It was too expensive. I felt for what I could afford in California. Understand. Uh, so I was going to go to Arizona or either Vegas. But then at the end of February, I got sick. I got really sick. Okay. Uh, my doctor confirmed in May that I had COVID in February. <laughs> wow. And I was really, really sick. I mean, I went to the ER twice. I was sick for about three weeks. Okay. Um, but then I got better. But once I got better, I realized, you know what? I need to be around some people who I can depend on, some family and things like right. that. So I started, by the grace of God, I said, you know what? I'm going to buy me a house in Atlanta. People were telling me, man, don't buy a house right now. It's in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic. I'm like, I don't care about that. Come on. You know, I, I, I don't see my whole, my, another way for me, my, my life, I believe it's not, about, it's not about what's going on around us that determines where we go. It's what's going on within us and how That's we respond good. to it. That's good. That's good. And so I was like, I don't care about no pandemic. You know, my guy told me that I can go to Atlanta, I can buy a house, and I can start my build my business there. That's all I know. And I'm going to be obedient to that. And sure enough, I was able to buy a house in Atlanta, Georgia. I, I, me and my daughter, she came with me. We packed up our car. I ain't bring nothing with my car and my speakers. <laughs> <laughs> and my and my 40-inch TV. <laughs> what did you say? You said, I got to move away from here. Yeah. I got to go. Yeah, I was like Beverly Hillbillies when I came to Atlanta. I loaded up the truck and moved to Georgia. <laughs> now, this is a story about a man named Brown. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's good. So, so that's what made me, uh, that, that, that was my journey to, to come. And, you know, and I'm telling you, man, I was, I was scared a little bit. Okay. Know, I was like, man, 
I mean, I had a good job working with the county as a health educator um, uh, for the county of San Bernardino. And I was like, man, I got this job. But see, but I, I feel like there are always two forces talking to us. Uh, God is talking to us, but the enemy is too. You bet. And and and, and, pat, and unpack that. And the enemy shows up because the people are talking about, well, I don't see a devil with a fork and, and a red outfit with horns. No, it comes in the form of fear, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. Fear, doubt, worry, uh, any of those stress, any of those things that can take you out of moving in a forward motion, a forward momentum. This is Anything good. that can this take is you good. away from that is taking you towards that other space. You know, and 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 and, and, he, and he's powerful. That's you know? right. I That's mean, right. I, the enemy is powerful. But he ain't more powerful than God. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, That's right. And, we, and if we got God on, on you know, kind of our, our ride and die and our co-pilot, he going to take us where we go. But we mess up ourselves all the time. By That's all, right. By, we say, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's doubt. You know, that's that doubt. Man, that is good. That's good. So talk about talk about your book a little bit. There's gold on top of the mountain. Talk about that a little yeah. bit. What's the, what was the inspiration I got, I got behind it, I got that? I it right here, too. You know, I know it's backwards, yeah, but there's gold on top of that mountain. We see it straight. We see it straight. We, we see, see it. it. Straight. Yeah. I'm saying, man, this book was God-inspired. Amen. Let, let, let me tell you, because gold, gold is an acronym. People think, you know, Gold, gold, I'm trying to get my money. No, gold is an acronym for getting our life's desires. That's good. That's good. No matter what they are. You may want to have a better relationship with your significant other or with your children. Uh, maybe you want to be in better health. Maybe you want to, you know, go for a different one. You want to go to school. This book is about overcoming That's transition. That's good. That's you know, good. Transition. Any kind of change. Any kind of change will bring about those doubts, fears, worries, suspicions, all of those will bring about it. So my book talks about how to overcome those That's obstacles good. and challenges. You know? That's good. Because we're supposed, to, we're supposed to struggle. My book is about overcoming struggle. Struggle is another acronym that I created. What does what struggle stand for? Struggle, strength taking root until God's great love enters. What you say. What We're supposed to struggle. We're supposed to. We're supposed to struggle. People are like, man, I'm struggling. If you're struggling, you're in a good place. <laughs> because that means you're getting closer. Come on, so, come on. So you got to welcome that struggle. So my book talks about a whole lot of different things that we can do as people to get to that next place. Because life is a journey. Life is a road. Life is going to have a lot of... Um, um, challenges to come away in the form of the storm because in the book i talk about the storm i talk about darkness wow. I talk about crossing the bridge all of these all of these are actually just um i can't think of what the word that i, that I remember when it was but they're, they're symbolic they're that's symbolic right that's right that we really do we really do go through but how do we continue in that journey that's good and then how do we also become a better person so at the end of the book the, the book is actually written in three parts first there's the journey Okay. And then okay. illustration. And then the journey. And then there's a reflection on the journey. So it's like, well, let's talk about this journey. What really happened? And at the third part of the book, I give you more nuggets. Would you okay, okay, give us one. <laughs> give us one. I know I know you can't give them all to us. Give us yeah. one nugget that you talk about in the book. One nugget. One nugget is another acronym, man. I'm all I'm all about these acronyms. One nugget is T B W S K. Okay. T B W S K is trust. Believe, walk, 
see, and know. That's, that's good. The, that's the secret to life success. Because a lot of times, oh, this people want to people want to know up front. See, yeah, and that's not faith. That's not faith. That come on, come on, dog. Brother Sims, Doctor Sims, we don't get to know anything up front. Nothing. Nothing. That, that, that's the million dollar statement right there. Say, so say that louder for the people in the back of the studio. Say it loud. You don't get to know nothing up front. You can't even. You can't even go outside and, and know for sure you can cross the street. You can't even. It's impossible. Oh, that's good. You don't get to know that. You got to trust that you can cross the street. See. And as you trust that you can cross the street, then you believe, you know what, I believe I can cross the street. Then what do you do? You start walking. That's good. That's a good word. Walk, as you get to the other side, you look back and you say, oh, you can see now that you were able to cross the street. And then once you're on the other side of the curb, now you know. That's wow, good. That's a good word. That's a good word. That's a good word. And And to your point, the Bible is one of our favorite books. And to your point, for example, when God, whenever God gave a word, that's all he did. He didn't tell outside of Abraham. He told Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. He didn't even have any children. Right. I love right. what you did, man. That's a good nugget. That's a good yeah. word, Elder. That yeah. That's a great segue because I was going to ask you what pushed you to go on to Atlanta because you said doubt was coming, fear was coming, and, and we had those boys that said, oh, you're going to leave that good job. You know you ought not be going to Atlanta. You don't know nobody. You just got off from being sick. Why are you going to Atlanta? What yeah. pushed you on to Atlanta? I'm telling you, brother. <laughs> God told me, he said, remember Moses. Wow. Wow. <laughs> he said, he said, remember Moses. And I'm telling you, see, see, and I want to just talk about this for a second. Listen, I love I love God, right? Amen. But I'm not this like super religious person. I walk around with this Bible and saying, "With thou should do this." I, I understand. That's not me. I understand. Now, come on. Now, now, God, you. I think I just broke. Can you hear me? You, we got you. Come on. Okay. He uses certain people in that capacity. Who are the people who walk around with the Bible and who who preach? He don't use me like that. I understand. Come on, come on. He used me differently. You got a lane. You in your lane. Yeah, I'm in my lane, and my lane is, but I listen. So when he told me, like when I wrote this book, I put Bible scripture in here. I didn't want to. Okay. I didn't want to because I was like, well, I don't want my book to come across as some you know religious book. But right. God said. Put, put certain verses in there anyway. And I was like, I just stayed obedient. I said, okay. okay. And I did. I put certain verses in here. So when he told me, to, when he says, you know what, you know, Nelson, it's okay, you know, go to Atlanta. You know, pursue what you want to pursue. At first I was like, no, uh, no, no. I don't know. I got this job. But when he said, remember Moses, it's like, well, Moses was in a great place too, he thought. He you know, he was the prince of Egypt. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Moses couldn't talk that well. And he was like, man, God, I don't know if I can lead all these people out of here. Look, God said, do it anyway. And he did. So when he told me to remember Moses and to remember other people, he told me, he said, remember Harriet Tubman. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> remember these people who, who were bold enough to do something despite what society was telling them to do. 
I said, you know what? Why not me? That's good word. That's Why good word. Me? That's good word. That's good word. So what what are you doing uh, now in Atlanta? In the latter part of our interview, what's going on with Nelson Brown in Atlanta right now? Well, um, I'm doing a lot of things. That's why I'm the full Nelson Brown, because people get all of me. You get, you get all of what makes up me. You know, and, and I'm going to tell you, but I, but I, I want to tell you about a, this uh, is good. Uh, 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 a singer who, who really kind of helped me understand this as well. Okay. And, and I know, you know, you, 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 you're mature enough to know who this artist is. Okay, come on. Miss um, Tina Marie. Miss Tina Marie made this song uh, called um, Irons in the Fire. All right, okay, okay. And if you get a chance, go back to that song. But what that song, what she talks about is that people told her she said she was doing too much stuff. Right? Thank you. I people heard told that. Her, you know, yeah. You're doing too much of this. You're doing, you need to focus on one thing. She said, uh uh-uh, uh, that ain't how I was made. I was made to be able to do multiple things. That's a good word. And, and she listens. She don't necessarily, I don't know if she talked about it, but that was God talking to her. And that's how he makes me. He makes me to be able to do multiple things. Wow. So with that, I'm able to do multiple things. So I'm, I'm a life coach. Uh, I've actually just got finished. I got finished with a contract with a company. I was doing some corporate coaching. Understood. Uh, oh, that's good. That didn't even want to use me at first. But then when they heard me, when they heard me, when I actually talked to one of the managers about, about what I was taught, what I could do, they were like, man, that, were like, that sounds kind of interesting. They were like, okay. Because they had some employees that they were, they had this big, they were turning around, they had a big turnaround of employees, firing them, you know, just bringing in new employees. And I said, you know, it costs more to to, to fire somebody, That's bring true. on new people than it does to retain them. That's true. That's true. And I said, and I told them, I said, if you really want to know what's going on with your employees, you need to care more than just threatening them to threaten to fire them because their paycheck. People can get another job. I, every day and twice on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. But I told them if you show them that you care about who they are, you can create a more loyal employee. That's good. So I said, bring me in and let me talk to some of these employees about what's really going on to show and it show them that you care and they would be more loyal. That's good and work. Sure enough. Sure enough. I worked with about 15 employees during the second shift and they were talking they were coming in and telling me stuff but they, they said man i didn't even know this, this company would do this i'm wow. gonna tell my friend to come work here wow that's good word coach that's yeah. a good word yeah. coach that's good coach yeah so so doing that uh and then i have some private clients that i work with and then also i'm a cpr instructor um i love teaching people how to save a life that that is a very strong passion for me that is I good think that too many of us don't you know, we, we wait till something happens, especially us in the African-American community. And I'm really wanting to teach us what to do in an emergency, like somebody has having a heart attack or right. a stroke, stroke or, yeah. or somebody's bleeding. Yeah. yeah. But what to do? Because too many of us lose our lose our family lives because we sit there and we panic and we cry and we hold them. We call 911. But people don't understand. And lose precious moments. In those moments, those organs are dying uh, in every minute that it, that it doesn't get oxygenated air. And I'm wanting people to know, hey, knowing how to do compressions will extend, will possibly save your loved one's life in, the, in an emergency. Wow. So um, I do that. Uh, I actually just recently incorporated that business as well. 
to kind of combine everything as well. That and is then, good, Coach. That's uh, good, Coach. And, and then I want to introduce to you this other character that I use who works with children. I wrote this children's book called I Can for preschool <laughs> age kids, which that is, is English good. and Spanish. And I, I actually go out and I work with kids. I mean, he, he wants to come in and introduce himself real quick. Okay. I, I can, man. That's <laughs> all I can. Man, I'm the I can man. The I can man. <laughs> That's good. That is good, I Coach. I love kids. That's right. So what he does, he goes to schools, to the preschools, and he's doing he does it virtually, where he and he inspires young kids. That's good. Um, he reads the book, <laughs> you know, to the young kids, man. I know it's crazy, man. The so I can I do man. All these things. That's good. God put that, God put that in me. He said, create this ICANN man. He's a black superhero. Kids love him. That, that's good. Well, Coach, how can people get in touch with the fool Nelson Brown? Oh, man. Well, you know, you can email me. I have a, I got a couple of ways to contact me. I have a website. Um, it's actually www.thefoolnelsonbrown.com. That's good. You can get in contact with me there as well. You know, you can, you can email me. Uh, my email address is uh, uh, thefoolnelsonb at gmail.com. That is good. Man, I'm so glad you were here. We met um, at a networking event a couple of months ago, and I said, man, I'm, I got I got Extraordinary Man Month coming. I, I, I'm going to have all these men on the show. I got to have you like Dr. Sam, sign me up. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's good stuff, man. Well, listen, man, you enjoy that Atlanta weather, and Atlanta uh, is treating you nice, man. And listen, make sure you go to uh, Mary Max downtown Atlanta on Piedmont Street. Mary Mary Max. Max. It's a soul food restaurant. Okay, okay. I'm going to get that. It's good, dog. It's good. Well, listen, man, you be encouraged, man. We love you. We appreciate you. Keep doing what you do, all right? All right, thank you, brother. This is Dr. Sam. Just take care of yourself, man. All right, that's take the full Nelson Brown, y'all. That was good. That was a good interview. Listen, y'all hold tight. We gotta. We won't have a show tomorrow. We have a show Saturday, and John Daniels will be here Saturday. Uh, another brother that I met on TikTok. He's doing some phenomenal things. All positivity, and he's up in New York. And so we doing. You know what? God has a sprinkle across these United States and the world. We we helping people, and like Coach said impacting and let me ask you this before we go to break are you impacting a life are you impacting life what are you doing are you in your lane are you walking in purpose that's a question that i need you to chew on all right well listen y'all hold tight we'll be right back hey now if you'd like to donate today to the dr walter sims show please donate at cash app dollar sign walter h sims yes that's cash app Dollar sign W A L T E R H S I M S. That's Cash App, Dollar Sign, Walter. I, this quote, I'm, I'm going to talk about this all week. I might let this be what I talk about all month. It takes nine months to become a male, but it takes a lifetime to become a man. And like he was saying, he was lost for quite a few years and then he realized you know what I need to do something different and I realized you know what where I am this trajectory this not it and so many times a lot of men have had some traumatic experiences happen to them 
but that's part of the foundation of building the man. You don't get here overnight. And that's what a lot of us don't realize. Becoming a man is a process. It takes time becoming the man that you're supposed to be. And as George T. Eliot says, it's never too late to become who you should have been. And I know, I know we take dings, we take hits. Uh, the world is trying to emasculate the man, um, trying to downplay being a man. And when you hear somebody say, well, be a man, just, just, just tighten your belt, pull your pants up and just be a man. Well, you the man, you the man. Well, it takes a lot of responsibility being a man. One of the greatest things I've learned being a man, you have to learn when and when not to. You can flex. You can shout. One of the things John Daniel says, he'll be here Saturday. One of the things he said, listen, take a deep breath. Because that's much cheaper than bail money. We have to learn that we have to be in control of us 24-7. We do not have the luxury of flying off the handle. We don't have that luxury, especially being a man of color, African-American men, men of color. We don't have that latitude. I was watching a, uh, a series, The Boys. In one of the episodes, the, the, the president, the CEO of this company that was in charge of the superheroes, I mean, everything was just going to, 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 to the trash in one of these episodes. And, and one of the leaders of the resistance, if you will, sat down with the president, who was a black man. He said, well, why, 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 why aren't you getting upset? Why aren't you stomping your feet? Why aren't you banging your fists against the death? Why aren't you showing any, any emotion? And he simply said in a calm voice, I don't have that luxury. I can't be aggressive. I can't even raise my voice. I'll seem aggressive. I can't, I can't allow my anger to get the best of me. And that's a process of becoming a man. We cannot react at everything. And I know, I, I know, I know the same stuff going on. It's the 100 year anniversary of that Tulsa massacre uh, where, where uh, wealthy black business owners, their properties were burned down by angry white people. President Biden said the other day, white supremacy is the greatest threat against our democracy. I'm not talking about ISIS. I'm not talking about uh, a, a terror from another nation. He said within our own ranks, within our own borders, white supremacy. I know what's going on. I see the same headline, but I have to control Dr. Walter Sims. And every man, as you mature, as you become a man, you understand you you tell people talking about I want to control the world. I want everybody else to change. What are you doing with YOU? Okay. It takes nine months to become a male, but it takes a lifetime to become a man. I got some homework for you. Make sure you have a role model. They may not even know you look at them as a role model. Again, I was watching Black Lightning. I finished. I finished the the the, uh, the season last night, and Black Lightning was going through some things. Episode uh, season four, he just—I mean, one of his best friends died at the end of season three, 
and he's going through this grieving and he said what what have i done have i made a difference and his best friend had a mentee who took his role on the police department and they were at a bar, and, and, and Black Lightning feeling sorry for him, said, he said, what has Black Lightning ever done? Everybody was kind of propping up. Black Lightning, where is Black Lightning? We need Black Lightning. Black Lightning is the man. Everybody talking about, what did Black Lightning ever do? And he even shouted out, what did Black Lightning ever do? And this new police detective stood up and said, Black Lightning saved my life. He turned me around, told me to stay in school. He told me I could make a difference. And Black Lightning sat up. And you never know who's watching you. And I call it the ripple effect. You don't know. I, I, I touched Miss Vanessa. Miss Vanessa touched my life. I touched Nelson Brown's life. He touched my life. I touched Pastor Burton's life. He touched my life. I touched Joaquin's life. Joaquin touched my life. I'm touching Wilma's life. And you never know how far your impact is going to go. So get a role model. Make sure you have an accountability partner. Hey, have somebody in your life you can bounce stuff off of. Am I doing the right thing? Y'all, and I know everybody has heard Monique and her critique of some young people that she's seen, young black women going in and out of the airport, bonnets on, wrapped in blankets, walking in pajamas. And for the young men, I'm so tired of seeing young men with their pants pulled down, walking around in do-rags. We don't understand that appearances everything and and having an accountability partner this generation doesn't want people saying anything to them this is a generation everybody wants to do what they want to do you gotta have some checks and balances in your life and and ricky smiley did the same interview about what monique said and he ran across a couple of young ladies that were dressed inappropriately and in meaning they had a bonnet on, they had on some kind of some raggedy clothes. And he said, y'all just met Ricky Smiley. I could put y'all on. I can put y'all on game. Here, let me give you my information. You never know who you're going to run into. And again, we don't have the luxury. We being people of color, we don't have, we don't get the benefit of the doubt. We don't get, oh, that, you know, okay, it's all good. We have to literally walk on water just to be average. Now, I know I'm chasing a rabbit a little bit, but if you need some help in your life, you need somebody to hold you accountable, contact me if you need help. No man is an island. No man stands alone. Come on, somebody. You know me? Huh? You know me? Yes. You know me? Yes. We about to wrap the show up, but I had to talk a little bit of relationships phase. Women, the most attractive thing to a man is a woman who believes in him. This gives him confidence. Miss Vanessa can say something to big man, make him run through a brick wall. Because she believes that he can. It may seem like the most insurmountable thing, but if that man has a woman, and say, baby, yes, you can. What is that little character that 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 Coach Brown has? The I can man. You just don't, you cannot imagine. I promise you, LeBron James has a woman in his life that's talked to him last night, 
Tuesday night, she in his ear right now. Said, baby, y'all gonna y'all got this game. Y'all winning game six. Baby, you got this. Baby, you are a four-time NBA champion. Baby, you've been here before. Somebody, somebody in LeBron's ear right now saying, LeBron, you got this. Somebody in AD's ear talking about, come on, AD. You got to, you got to, come on, AD. I know you hurt, man, but we need you. Come on, AD, you got this. Somebody in those brothers' ear right now say, yes, you can. Oh, I need some help right now, y'all. Somebody needs to hear this right now. Women, the most attractive thing to a man is a woman who believes in him. This gives him confidence. Y'all better help me. There's somebody in LeBron's ear right now. There's somebody in AD ear right now. There's somebody in the Lakers camp right now. Say, fellas, y'all got this. LeBron got a LeBron got a woman in his ear right now. She laid with him last night. Said, baby, you got this. The Lakers need you. You got to show up tonight, baby. And he he rolls up a little bit. I'm telling you, Miss Vanessa can speak to big man, make him run through a brick wall. I'm telling you, women, y'all don't understand how powerful your support is. The way you carry yourself, the way you talk to her, the way if a man got a woman that believes in him, there's nothing he can't do or won't try to do. Come on, somebody. You talk about relationship. You talking about how, how we interact with each other. Believe in your man. Believe in him and see how great he can become. Y'all better help me. Come on now. Y'all feel me? Well, listen, I got to get out of here. I've enjoyed the show today, y'all. Have we had a good time? Have we had a good time, y'all? Listen, 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 listen. This has been, I, I am enjoying this series. I am enjoying Extraordinary Man because there are some good men in our society, in our community, they're just not getting recognition. And if you got a good man in your life, Encourage him, support him, commend him, compliment him, keep him built up. And I tell ladies this, when they're having issues in their relationship, I say, listen, love the man that he is, but speak to the man that he can be. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You want to pump him up? You want to pump him up? Love where he is, but speak to the man that he can be. I'm telling you, it'll work. Give him life. Listen, guy, we'll be back Saturday and uh, 11 a.m. Uh, for a special show. Saturday, Celebration Saturday, Sensational Saturday, Silly Saturday. Uh, we'll be back with Brother John Daniel Saturday. But listen, as I always say, if you stay high on life, if you stay high on life, life is going to stay high on you. Hey, now, if you'd like to donate today to the Dr. Walter Sims Show, please donate at Cash App, dollar sign, Walter H. Sims. Yes, that's Cash App, dollar sign, W-A-L-T-E-R-H-S-I-M-S. That's Cash App, dollar sign, Walter. Don't forget, if you're on my uh, YouTube channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button and turn on the bell notification so you will know when I go live. Only takes a couple of seconds. And thank you for your followership. And as I always say, if you stay high on life, life is going to stay high on you. <laughs> Subscribe.